0: what's up guys how are you happy fucking friday whoo what a hell of a week we've had we've had the band never wake on we've had um kulik on and then we had on the band Magwaz. and then this and then friday we're ending it in style with some good fucking shit with a band that just released a new ep back on the 8th about 12 days ago or 14 days ago um and got a special surprise singer in one of those songs. We'll talk about all that and more once we hit that intro. If you are struggling, do not isolate. If you're feeling hopeless, reach out to somebody. If you're feeling helpless, know that you are not alone in your daily struggles. Your life is important. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, It's called the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1 800 273 8255. Again, 1 800 273 8255. You matter. And now, Suck
1: It Podcast. What other things?
0: and welcome everybody to suck it i am the great and powerful king of kings prince of all that is awesome derek how the fuck are you doing today on this beautiful friday 10:22 of the year that is uh, 2021 how are you doing friday is upon us the weekend is here thank god it's fucking friday uh, getting, we're one week away from Halloween, and everything else in between is starting up here. The holiday season's here. The weather's starting to change. It's fantastic. So I hope you are enjoying your your fall, because I sure as hell know I am. But the best part about this time of year is what's been going on. And it's not even has to do with the weather. It doesn't have to do with anything other than the fact of music. For the last seven, eight weeks now, we've had friday after friday after friday even some wednesdays for weirdness sake like fucking um other weird bands is putting out a ep on a wednesday but uh music is back and it's back harder than ever we've had like again like i've said we've had trivium come out with new stuff ice nine kills spirit box asking alexandria wage war the list goes on and on and on and on and it's just been absolutely phenomenal to uh a, not to only get to talk to some of these bands, but listen to this new music. And it's just fantastic because we've been missing it for the last year and a half. And now we finally have it back. And, you know, I, I know I'm happy to be able to go to shows and see these bands, but also just listen to their new stuff that they've been working on for the last year and a half. That is some of the some of the best stuff I've heard in a long, long time. So I'm so fucking stoked about it. And that doesn't change with the band that I have on with me today. Because back on the eighth, they released their EP called Boys Do Cry, and it features a song called I Love It, and and on that song is an amazing artist by the name of Jason Alon Butler from Fever 333, so that's a fucking amazing song, and that song's been getting played like crazy on Octane, Um, it survived the... uh, um, the test drive last week, I think it was, and now it's been getting played like crazy this week, and um, it's been fantastic to hear these guys completely just blow up all over Octane, and now I get the opportunity to talk to them today, so let's just go ahead and get rolling with the band, Beauty School Dropout.
2: How you doing? Fuck
0: yeah, let's get yeah. it. What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing good. I'm
2: taking it. Wrestling. My back hurts it's, a little bit. But yeah. i than
0: that.
3: I'm great. Recovering from Vegas. <laughs> We just got back,
0: recovering from Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. what you guys do in Vegas? We, so uh... much, so <laughs> <Not> much. <laughs> uh, we just, uh, we, we
3: just, we just played emo night. Had their festival out there, so we played at Virgin the first night with Royal and the Serpent, and uh, it was also Brent's birthday. So we stayed for four days straight and just <laughs> raged the whole fucking it time. It was a lot. So it was raunchy.
0: especially in vegas i mean i can only imagine yeah it was was my first time
2: it's my first time ever going to vegas and a really cool first experience you get an artist pass and you just mob around and just wreak havoc with a cowboy hat on Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) a little unfair
1: that that was your first vegas trip that was too good i know i didn't like beat it now
2: you didn't even puke. come on (laughs) i haven't puked since high school
0: you know the sad thing about it is i'm 40 and i still have yet to go to vegas
2: Really? Oh, we get you out
0: there. Yeah, we'll come, come to us. Vegas with us, dude. I would be fucking happy to fucking do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the the new EP came out two weeks ago, um, and like I said, you know, you guys have been blowing up on fucking Octane, um, yeah. with you know, with I love it with you know, fucking Jason Alon Butler. Man, that yeah. is a huge get for you know your first EP and your first single, really you know, to be out there, what was it like to, uh, and th- by the way, we're going to go ahead and do the typical interview questions first, and then we'll get into the the basic shit later. Um, but, um, yeah. so what was it like to work with Jason? Especially because, I mean, when Jose was introducing the song last week on the test drive, yeah. he was mentioning the fact that, you know, you used to go back and watch Jason and his old band and so on and so forth, and now you get to work with him. And at yeah. one point you even met him, and it was kind of like, kind of like a a big old circle coming back around again what's it like now to you know fucking you know work with one of your idols like that
3: man it's pretty fucking crazy you know we've known each other for so long so like i guess now it like finally working together it just feels very full circle especially because there's actually so much chemistry in the room especially like between not only us two but the whole band and him included so it's definitely uh pretty cool like everything that we've made so far has been so special and and meaningful i think because of that like not a lot of people know but for me i mean i didn't have like too many icons growing up i wouldn't say but like for me in the punk scene jason was that like he was like my bieber and so i was going to shows early on at like 13 14 15 and um we met very early on but he was always nice like he never treated me like a fan it was very much so like a friend relationship um and just always catered to that for years to come so like I think that was a huge staple in how and why we get along so well and like why we're working together now which is super cool to see especially like now that the songs are out and like on the radio which is fucking crazy because that's our first song on the (laughs) radio ever and like
2: yeah man it's, it's been crazy
3: it's been fucking crazy it's
2: really cool yeah he's a fucking legend he's just he, such a cool guy everyone it's like we, were, we had an interview earlier today and like everyone who meets jason says the same shit about him he's just like the nicest guy best yeah guy. he's like oh, he's great and like and we're like it was just so funny because without fail anyone who's met him is just like yeah he's just such a cool dude he really, he
0: really is he's a fantastic yeah. fucking dude and uh And, like, he brings a presence to the stage that not many people do. I mean, that dude is in fucking sane. I mean, I've seen him now twice this year. I saw him uh, at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, and then I saw him uh, just last week with Slipknot in in, uh, Virginia. And um, the dude is just nonstop the entire time. My girlfriend, you know, saw him for the first time with me that night. It's um, it's yeah. sl- it Slipknot, and she was like, how the fuck does he do it? I I would be dead. I'm like, yeah. d- d- do- I don't know. He- he's-, he's not human.
3: <laughs> it's he's not human. It's even crazier that a lot of people, I don't think, see behind the scenes. It's like that man's tenacity to schedule and, like, actually be able to participate in music as actively as he does his family and, like, his kids and his wife and all the other elements of life that I feel like a lot of, like, rock stars so to say definitely fuck off on So like to see that is really inspiring too because it's just like damn dude you are so grounded it is insane
0: yeah and i've known that about him for many many years that he is so grounded but at the same time like you said he's so dedicated to the craft you know his stuff and he helps so many other people you know out there as well including yourselves and i think that is just you know the sign of a really true not only gentleman but true artist as well
2: absolutely yep
0: so is this going to be continuing working relationship with him or is this a one and done now you guys need to go out on your own
2: yeah i mean i think it's definitely continuing he so he came in and really helped us i mean he's the executive producer on our whole ep
0: correct um,
2: and and but our the relationship started just because uh he came over one day and we just kind of started writing some, some shit. I think I love it. It was like the first song, we made, the first song we made together. Um, and then after that, he just like kept coming over and we just like kept making shit. We made some stuff with fever stuff. He brought some, um, some stuff for the other band that he, uh, like the oxymorons, oxymorons that he's, uh, he's producing and we worked on some of their stuff. Cause we also write and produce for other people. Um, and yeah, just like with, with all that kind of coming together, he's just like, look, I want to, work with you guys, I fuck with you, what you're doing. And it was great to have him come on and like help shape the songs. You kind of just like helped. I mean, we had all these demos, we had these ideas for everything. And like, they're, they're almost there, but just taking something from 80% to the 100% line is like, it's a huge leap. And like, even he made me a fan of Bridges. I fucking hated Bridges, and now I like Bridges. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest part of the song, and it's like it's dope. And so it's it's, it's really fun uh, to have him and like his expertise and his brain uh, help guide where a song can go and like help milk the everything you possibly can out of the three minutes you you're, yeah. you know you're you're given basically. So I totally see him working with us in the future. I think we're gonna schedule some stuff when he's back from tour. But yeah, he's he's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, he, he really, truly is, an, uh, you know, a character and uh, just like a, an overall great guy. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I can only imagine what it would be like to work with him like that. So, you know, hats off to you guys. And that I mean just it had to be a true honor and a privilege. So just the way you're talking about it, I can tell. Um, so now into the, the, the fun shit. So, um, you know, I got to do the typical shit first and, you know, kind of ease you into, how you know, it. Um, so when I was listening to the album, um, so I listened to it, you know, all songs of it. And first off, let me go ahead and say, it's fucking ph- phenomenal. It's Thank a, you. It is a great EP. Um, it is not the stuff that I typically normally listen to. I'm definitely more of the hardcore, you know, metalcore, deathcore type guy. But I, I love, you know, I love Fever and, you know, your guys' stuff. And, you know, I love that. You know, I love that kind of stuff as well. Um, but... I couldn't help but hear the comparison in my head to what fever does sound like with what you guys sound like and you guys working with Jason as well kind of you know you know puts that in that same category how are you guys going to make sure that you guys differentiate yourselves from fever you know with I'm sure you guys can hear it as well um it's not an identical sound, but it definitely has that same influence. You can, you know, definitely tell it there. How are you guys going to make sure that going forward you guys differentiate yourselves as a not a fever, you know, band and you're you're your own band?
3: I think a lot of it comes down to like our message and and sonically. Like I think we we take a, to a lot more to like the pop lane in our writing, which is funny because like if you heard the demos before Jason touched a lot of them, like he really did teach us how to appropriately lean into a lot of the rock sonics that we were missing before, Um, which definitely helped us like figure out our sauce and our equation. But like, um, I think also just us as a group, I think that's where we're gonna differentiate is like our personality because he's, I mean, obviously he's super, super on the whole, like Black Lives Matter, all that stuff, which obviously we agree with that's like, with that message through and through. But just as a band, I think we cater to uh, a lot more of like the alternative, like finding the freaks and the weirdos and giving them a place to be welcome, I guess is our message, you know, like that we were all kind of the outcasts in our own way. Um, And I think music has been our medicine to remedy that problem. And, And now we have the opportunity to provide that for people that, are feeling the exact same fucking thing so it's like i think that's whether that's us differentiating or just doing our own thing like i don't fucking know but that's just what we're here for
1: yeah and also to tap on like the sonics of it it's like that those songs are pretty old we've had a lot of time to like use all the knowledge that we got from jason too and just like we keep writing and like we're we're still developing like we're still very young like we're finding ourselves too
0: oh absolutely and you know and when I was listening to it, I, I want to make sure I, you know, clear my, you know, clear what I was saying. I don't think you sound like, you know, like a, a, a Fever 333, you know, you know, be band. I think you have your own sound and everything like that. But it definitely, like I said, has some of that influences. Um, and, I, you know, I was, you know, curious about what your guys' thoughts on that was. Um, because listening to it, I, I 100% agree with what you were saying. Um, there is definitely in every single song and I fucking love it because that is the whole message of my show is that mental health, you know, we are one, you know, I, I know you feel different or I know you don't feel right, but guess what? We don't feel that either. We don't feel like that either. So let's go ahead and, you know let's get together, let's be one, let's be happy, let's fucking, you know, enjoy some music and move on with our lives and just be better because of it. And I love that message. It was so clear from the very first fucking track. And it it just screamed at me. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Um, Because, I mean, over the years, um, it's become more of a prominent um, message in rock in general. Um, and all of the 500 million and 10 different fucking subgenres of rock that there are, um, uh-huh. you know, that is, like, the, the key message in most, you know, of the rock bands now is that mental health message. Uh-huh. And how you portray it is up to you because yeah. there's so many different versions of it, you know, whether it's you're the freak you're the outcast or whether you suffer from bipolar disorder like I do, you know, yeah. there's so many different, you know, things out there, and there's some great bands doing some great work. You know, August Burns Red, you know, owns, you know, runs a fucking, you know, mental health organization, you know, Sully from Godsmack does some stuff, you know, Hailstorm, blah, 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 blah. the list goes on and on and on. Um, And it's just fantastic to meet another band that does that. It has that same message because it it cannot be talked about enough, period.
3: Definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a pretty interesting thing. Like, I had to dive into some very vulnerable places to get some of those lyrics out and, like, It's funny because we definitely talk a lot more about like the state of our mental versus how to actually improve that mental, at least like thus far, that hasn't been as much of the conversation yet until like things like this, where we get that chance to. But yeah, I definitely agree, man. It's it's so crucial, like, especially with how much access we have to just information overload all the time. I feel like we're just, we're on a downward spiral where we're all bound to be crazy in some way shape or form. So it's like, what more can we do than empathize for each other and like create a space where it's okay to be that and talk about that and exist?
0: Yeah. And the thing about it is, I think at the end of the day, whether you're talking about, you know, what you're going through and how you feel versus, you know, here, here's how to overcome it. I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, look back three years ago, to the song uh, ghost by bad flower i mean all he's literally talking about is i tried to commit suicide it failed and then i tried again and then it failed and then that's the whole song it's just you know hey i i, I failed at you know committing suicide it, it doesn't have a message of you know I, I got myself out of it or anything else like that it was just it, the last line of the song is you know i'm sick of this life and i'm ready for the next one you know so he didn't tell us hey you know get out of it and i think that's okay because in that moment, if I'm listening to a song of yours or Badflower's or anybody else's and I'm in that feeling and I'm in that feels, I just want to know that somebody else feels like me. You know, I mean, I've had my suicide attempts. I, you know, I, like, I suffer from depression. I suffer from PTSD. Uh, you know, I suffer from a lot of different things. And, you know, the way you come out of it or the way that you help yourself. Isn't it going to be the same way I help myself or the millions of other people who suffer as well. So yeah. just the just to know that you feel like me mm-hmm. matters more than anything else in the world.
3: Yeah. Yes, sir. I think that's why we find such a such a comfort in our home in the scene. You know, like it's it's funny because really, I mean, let alone not having shows for the last two years, but like like up until this last weekend, there hasn't been. I haven't felt as like just so knee deep in that scene as I have since I've been like 15 or 16. I love shout out emo night because what they're doing is just fucking awesome. But like I felt so at home again because and I think I speak for everybody when I say that because it was like just those are our people and to be able to like I said exist in that space with other people who I know are feeling that same shit like dealing with all their own problems, all their own issues and to be able to come to one space and actually feel good together and drop all that for a moment it's like so special
0: yeah I mean that's how I felt when I was at Blue Ridge uh, Rock fest you know I mean four days of 40,000 people a day who felt just like I did um, yeah. you know and you know it, it it showed when on that Saturday night when we went and saw a bad flower, you know, 20,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs, every fucking word to every single song. And it, it, drowned it out. Josh, you could not hear Josh. And it was so fucking amazing to hear that. Um, it just shows you the power of that type of message because say, you know, as with you guys, them, 95% of their songs are mental health based. And, um, it's so good to hear that kind of stuff when that happens because, again, it's it just matters so much, um, especially in the rock genre. You know, because, in my opinion, not rap, not pop, not country, not R&B, no other genre talks about it and lives about it and, you know, preaches about it more than rock. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by... BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash SIPod. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. I know mine is. Some days I question whether or not I want to get out of bed. Or hell, I question whether or not I even want to wake up. But thanks to BetterHelp, my days get a little bit easier. As someone who suffers from generalized anxiety disorder... PTSD, and bipolar disorder, I'm very thankful that I have BetterHelp on my side whenever I need them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera. You don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback you'd be pretty surprised at what you may be able to gain see if it's for you this podcast is sponsored by better help and suck it podcast listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash sipod that's better help b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p dot com slash pod.
3: yeah i agree man that's i think very accurate statement and it's funny coming back to it now because i feel like the last five years like pop culture had such a huge shift in like rap and hip-hop music taking over the charts that it it was like there's so much more focus on material materialization and like securing objects and living that life versus like uh, i feel like being honest with your emotions and talking about the way you feel and like being cut and dry with your vulnerability like that so it's cool. It's nice that we're back in a place where it's like all this music is coming back, where people are actually talking about how the fuck they feel and like what the fuck is wrong with them and like that we come from, you know, anxiety and depression and we have all these things. It's really neat. I yeah. Weirdly, it yeah. feels good. It almost like it feels nice having those people around again, because or at least like that the sh- curtains pulled back and it feels like there's not as big of a shadow cast over that that culture anymore. Yeah
1: it's i think rock is super cool too in its own way because it's like so like community based like i feel like rock acts are always just like so much about the community and like having everyone involved and making everyone feel welcome more so than like a lot of genres
0: yeah. Um, you're a hundred percent right on that one. And I've told this story a few different times cause this subject has come up a bunch, you know, since the festival, when I was at the festival, I was talking to a security guard and he was talking about how, you know, their, their, uh, their company usually just does rap festivals and rap concerts and stuff like that. And this was their first metal, you know, a rock show. And he goes, man, I've never seen a bigger group of family than my entire life. And, and he just, he was like, this is amazing to me. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it, it really is because we they, um, they you know, the whole genre as a whole, it really does, you know, scream togetherness and everything else like that. But going back to what you were saying as far as like the pop industry and everything like that, I mean, I, I had this conversation last night too. Um, but like if you look at the way pop music is made and rap music is made and stuff like that, like if when you go into a studio and you're trying to make a pop re- record, you know, it has to be perfect. And it has to be either about heartbreak or happiness. Like, there's no in-between. You can't... It it seems like they almost like they don't want you to have a message. They just want you to be able to reach every little teenager out there. And if it's not perfect, they're going to make you do it again. And if it's not perfect, they're going to make you do it again and again and again. Um, Or if in the rap side, you know, you talk about being, you know, have a mental disorder or, you know, this or that, you know, you're not considered street enough. So, you know, they're, you know, it's kind of frowned upon there too. Now, again, there's a... There are a a bunch of people out there that go against the grain with that. But the overall consensus, you know, is that what I just said. But again, there are people out there. So don't at me saying, well, what about, you know, this person or that? Uh, You know, we we know. Um, But the point is, like, the general overall is that. But in rock, if you're having an emotional day or you wrote an emotional ass song and you go into that booth and you scream it out, and then you walk out, and then that producer looks and goes, dude, that was not in key, that was, you were way pitchy, there was this, there was that, and you're like, yeah, I know, fuck it, leave it, you know, you can do that on the rock side, and I feel that's something that's missing from other genres, because if you want to be emotional, be emotional, you know, sometimes I don't want to, if you're belting out something that's powerful and from the heart, I don't want you to be in key. I just want you to scream it out and just say, fuck it. Here's what I feel. And I want to be able to feel that every fucking time too, you know?
3: Totally. Yeah, great. I think I think that right there has kind of been one of the biggest factors in our live sets. I don't know if you've seen any any of this stuff from our shows that we played, but like the second the music comes on, I you know, I mean, we all kinda of go crazy. I think we, we lose our boundaries as soon as the fucking click hits. But like <laughs> but like so do our crowds. And it's been so cool to see that response because it's like exactly what you're just saying. It just isn't immediately everybody feels that and it's so fucking crazy to experience.
0: Yeah, um, that again, that raw emotion is the whole, you know, meaning behind music in general. You know, I mean, it all started with blues back in the 20s. I mean, literally the blues was based on emotion. But then somewhere along the lines, it it, it lost that, you know, and it just became about the money and it became about this and it became about that. And then it became about, okay, well, this is cool. So let's go ahead and make 10 bands sound exactly like that. Oh, now this is cool. Let's go ahead and make 20 bands sound exactly like that. And it loses its sense of of what it's supposed to be, you know. And uh, but on the when it comes to the rock side and, you know, all the different indie labels out there and all the this and that, you know, it it doesn't do that. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of bands that sound like each other, but I think they do that on purpose because that's what they, wa- they want to do, but they want to differentiate themselves at the same time. Um, but it's not like, a, you know, a, the biggest rock producer out there right now is Roadrunner. Um, but, you know, they, they don't go around going, okay, let's go ahead and make 10 bands sound just like Slipknot. You know, they don't do that. And I think that's really great about them. They, yeah, granted, they're owned by Warner Media, blah, 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 blah. But, um, you know, they don't, they don't do that and i think that's really great so but when it comes to the pop side you you hear that so often and it just loses something and, and there's a lot of great pop artists out there but unfortunately because of that stigma that i have and a lot of other people have i just turn the dial i don't I even want to try because you know what's going to be there tomorrow might not be there in 2 days you and know so
3: funny is sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no you're fine what you were just saying like how how it became so easy to manufacture everything i i feel like in a weird way that's why we're in this kind of purgatory right now with rock music where it's like it's coming back but there's not a lot of like there's people who've been in it and they're just now blowing up but i feel like there's not a ton of new new artists coming into the rock space at least just yet because it's like I almost feel like labels haven't figured out how to manufacture that in a weird way i feel like it's almost like this challenge right now because we i mean like he said we write and produce for so many other artists like we know what it's like on that other side of the stand where it's like you're literally making a song with 10 people and all getting credited and all you know whatever until it's perfect um and it's funny because like of those people that we're used to working with like we're pretty much the only ones coming from the rock space into that world so it's it's kind of funny just hearing that because it's like, I almost feel like there's gonna be, it's gonna take a second for it to click, but I feel like like in the next one to three years, we're gonna start seeing all these new rock dudes come out of nowhere, but they're gonna be just like so, almost too dialed to where it is pop.
2: Yeah, the writing process is kind of interesting. It's, it's like, it's changed so much. I feel, like, I feel like the music that people listen to and make changes with technology and, and everything. Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I mean it, it was a totally different way that people made made shit in pop and rock, but it's like because of technology I mean people can just go online and shit out a beat basically and it's just like, all right, fuck yeah and then I mean that's now where you see like the hip hop and the rock coming together and it's like there's a lot of these like these rappers switching over from the rock stuff or hip hop to, to rock stuff and it's like I feel like it's it's one of those things. Where it's like inevitably going to like meet with pop, or pop's always kind of been that. Like you kind of like create this thing, but it's like kind of. It's been interesting to see where it goes with the rock space because I think like it's going to turn a lot more into, that kind of thing, you know. It's it's just it's technology. It's like high tech fucking rock shit, you know. <laughs> it's all this.
0: It <laughs> yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned it because I didn't even think about that. You know, um, the fact that a lot of the, the bands that are starting to, to blow up now have been around for a long time, and there hasn't been many new bands. You know, I mean, there are, but like, but I'm like thinking about it, like, some of the biggest bands that have been like blowing up recently are bands that have been around for a while that just kind of haven't gotten the notoriety. I mean, look at, you know, one of my favorites, Ice Nine Kills. Yeah. You know, they started in the early 2000s as a, as a ska band and didn't blow up until 2018 when yeah. The Silver Scream came out. Um, it, it, and then you go back and listen to all those, you're like, wait a second, what took them so long? You know, and it's yeah. just like, it, it's, it's insane. Or like Trivium, you know, they've been around for 20 fucking years and people are just saying, you know, you know, They said Shogun, which was like 2007, 2008, was their best album. But now they're saying that the new one in the Court of the Dragon is their best album. I am like, it's 20 years now. That... So you're saying that it took 20 years to make their best album? No, they've had great albums before. Um, so that, I didn't even think about it like that. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, it's definitely wild. You know, another thing I feel like came out of the hip-hop space, which is very interesting to experience, is like the new artists that I'm seeing blow up in the rock space that are genuinely just like new apps that have started putting music out are like, they're all solo artists yeah. and they all make music that sounds like it has a band behind it or like sounds like it wants to have a band behind it, but they're all just solo acts. And you, you listen to it and you're like, oh, I feel like half the shit I hear now. I'm like, oh, this was a crazy band. And then I look it up and it's like one dude or one chick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, the one person that can, that comes to mind when, when you say that, Was a a transplant from rap to uh, to us Um, that uh, new rock artist. I I don't even know if he's gonna stay in the rock genre. Um, His name is uh, Suaco. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh
2: yeah! yeah. We know. I thought you were gonna say someone else. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, No, if if you're if you and I are on the same page, his name will never be mentioned on the show again.
3: I, w- I would love to have a conversation about him on your show. I would okay. love to hear hear your side of things because we, I feel like we probably have a very different take.
0: Okay, oh, we can have this conversation. Uh, you know, again, this is a raw, real show. I don't. I, I love talking about this kind of stuff because, again, the whole like – Here we go. Real, real, real so, quick,
3: before we do that, I would love to acknowledge that uh, Yes, is a perfect example of that. Like, like he. We know because we were actually working with him on like a whole project's worth of stuff before he even like successfully broke into rock music.
2: he was yeah he basically had all these like hip-hop songs and he came to us and he's like do you guys want to produce some of these and so he literally like dumped us this entire like album's worth of like hip-hop songs and, and then we, we flipped like them we flipped them and flipped them all into rock songs really interesting like he was still i feel like his music now has like grown immensely and it's like i'm actually really proud of him he is this really sweet dude like he's a really nice genuinely kind guy
0: yeah he's I, he's somebody i he really want good. to talk to
2: brilliant fucking brilliant digital marketer yes like you can't you can't it's take insane. that away from him,
0: so. no definitely not he's somebody i really want to, i would love to talk to because the thing about it is like you know uh paralyze you know um is a great fucking song um but again it's one of those songs that he did all of himself you know it's all you know generated and stuff like that but it's a great fucking rock song and if he sticks around in the rock genre he's gonna he's gonna blow up i hope he doesn't go back to rap mm-hmm. um but okay, so let's let's get into this conversation because you know <laughs> let's go. So before we go into it, let me go ahead and preface it by saying this. One of my favorite topics on here is talking about other artists and talking about the music business in general, because it really kind of gives an insight to who you guys are, even though we're talking about somebody else, your opinions and everything like that matter. Um, especially to your fan base, because they'd love to know more about you guys. So this kind of conversation is fantastic, so I cannot wait to have it. Even though I hate, uh, even though we're about to mention that name, I, I you know, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to enjoy this conversation. All right, so here we go. I feel that this gentleman, who has just three initials, that's where, that's all I'm going to say, Three yeah. initials. He, uh, th- the three initials, that's all I'm going to refer to. You can say his name, but I'm not going to. Lines um,
2: with Jim Lee Kate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I feel he is a brilliant marketer. Mm-hmm. I feel going back however many years ago when he feuded with Eminem, that that whole thing was created in his mind. And he said to himself, you know what, self, I'm not going anywhere in the rap game. So how can I, how can I blow up? I'm going to go against the biggest, the biggest shit out there, but I know I'm going to lose. So whether I do lose or whether I win, I'm still going to come out on top because he's going to be talking about me. And if I do lose, then I have an opportunity to do something different.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's exactly what happened. Then he put out his album last year with you know, Travis Barker. And it, it had some notoriety. Some people did like it. A lot of people in the rock industry did like it. Um, it had that pop punk sound. You know, A lot of people didn't like it as well. And a lot of people were very, very wary of it. And what is this guy doing? Is he only over here because he can't rap anymore because Eminem told him not to? Or whatever the case might be.
2: Charles liked it.
0: The charts yeah. liked it, yes, but how, how accurate are those? I mean, let's go ahead and let's be real about <laughs> that. Um, but then he decided to do the exact same thing to the biggest name in metal mm-hmm. at a metal festival. Mm-hmm. I that now now it's like okay, wait a second. Did you really do that on purpose, you know, years ago, just to get some notoriety, or are you doing it again to try to gain more notoriety by doing the exact same thing again, or are you just a fucking moron? Because <laughs> to call out the biggest name in yeah. metal, you know, that it, if I if I'm sure if I go back and look, that it's probably sold just as many records as Eminem. You know, I'm sure, you know, dollar for dollar, they're probably just about equal. Um, Why? But then about that, our fans and the maggots are much more passionate and will destroy you anywhere and everywhere you go. So I, I don't know what his end goal is here, but I've lost a lot of respect for him. I didn't have a lot to begin with. Derek here from Suck It Podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Raycon. There's so much going on in the world, whether it's your new favorite album or stuff you just rather not think about. Obviously, COVID. You can't always control the vibes out there, but you can always control the vibes in your head with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Whether you use them the Pump up, wind down, work or workout, Raycons are my go-to for on-the-go audio. They're also my go-to for everyday use right here on this podcast. Ever since I switched to Raycon, the quality of the audio in my ear holes have gotten so much better. The bass, the treble, the whole immersive sound is just that much better with an improved rubber oil look and feel and they do feel amazing they are optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit these are impressive before you even start listening you get three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass you got pure mode for podcast listening blues instrumental balanced mode for podcast listening as well rock heavy hard rock bass mode for hip-hop edm reggae there's also an all-new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead raycons also come with eight hours of playtime and 32 hours of battery life there's also a built-in mic so you can take calls on your earbuds and just a press of a button. Trust me, Raycons are amazing and they even come with a 45-day money-back guarantee. So right now, Suck It podcast listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash suck it. That's buyraycon.com slash suck it to save 15% on Raycons. Buy raycon.com slash suck it. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Every plate makes home cooking easy and affordable as a much cheaper alternative to take out. But just as delicious. Think about it. No more having to go to the grocery store with three, four, five, six kids, planning out the meals. Looking up recipes, then prepping those meals, cooking those meals, and all of that stuff is gone thanks to EveryPlate. EveryPlate makes it easy and affordable to cook hearty, delicious, family-pleasing meals. Look, I was just a skeptical, but that first box that came in with the recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, it was so delicious, but what's even better was that it was easy to make and I got it done in 30 minutes or less. And that's the way most of those meals come together. That leaves more time for you to spend with your friends and family outside enjoying the summer sun. So now, take your chance and try Every Plate for $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SUCKIT199 get started with every plate for just 199 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code suckit199 that is a up to a hundred dollar value every plate america's best value meal kit you know it's so funny so like
3: we have actually been In the same room as him pretty much like three of the last seven days and up until we saw him at virgin we had all had our own thoughts about it because like obviously it came out of nowhere right and with everything you just said it was like you know so abrupt into the rock space and and i think we had our own ideas of what it could be and just after seeing him live and like spending some time around him and his environment, I have a new perception on the whole thing because I've realized a few things. A, this fucker's just got a mouth on him. He's just got a mouth on him in every scenario. I, the amount of shit he talks is hilarious. And I think that sometimes may bleed a little bit too hard into the marketing, which is where you see those problems. Like I, you know, I don't think he cares at first I was was like so sold on it's a marketing ploy and I, I truly do think it is like he is a genius with his controversy but like like I also just truly think that he is unafraid to say whatever the fuck is on his mind whether that's good or bad good or bad and he just says it and i think a lot of people get mad at it because it comes off as like this super deep rooted thing but i think he literally just talks
2: I, we saw him, we saw him last all night the time we saw him last night at the like the travis barker like halloween party and this is like a fucking party at this house and it's just like they had like Jaden and mgk and josiah and ian dior play and it was like 150 people maybe just in the backyard and like he was still talking and he was shit. still talking shit he, he was, was talking, talking shit. he was talking shit to the other artist playing like he's like <laughs> Ian Dior walks up and he's like I remember when you came over my fucking house the first time you walked in like you own the place you gotta stop doing that you little piece of shit like which is like so funny <laughs> like he's just like always talking shit but I but then I think and look I was I had to get converted when MGK came on the scene I was I was not about it. I was like, no, this is why they're just doing Blink-182 again. I, I didn't get it. I, I think now what I understand is like the brilliance of that, A, doing that again, but B, um, we can get into that because I think just Gen Z has no fucking idea what Blink-182 is. So basically they're just reusing a whole palette that already exists. Yep. It's just brilliant. Yep. Um, and then I think the other side of that is like, he just actually delivers live i don't know if you've ever seen him live no. but when we were this past weekend when we were in vegas and we, we song that was what sold me it was if just I was like
3: fucking so blown away dude
2: this man he played a two-hour set i mean not that's like not on her i know fucking slipknot would play two hours anyone else could do it but it's just like to do that and just he actually delivers it and it's like it's not he's playing the parts he like he's he shreds he's actually doing it he does doing shred it and it's like down to the t they were he, so dialed it was
0: I so. guess my biggest thing is, you know, he just put out that record, was it last yeah. December? It hasn't even been out a year yet, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, he gets invited to, you know, one of the big four, big five, you know, festivals of the year. Yeah. Louder Than Life. Yeah. And he, without even being in the genre for a year, does it again to the, to the biggest fucking dick out there. You know, (laughs) it was, it was, um, I'm glad you guys, or I'm glad I'm up here on stage and not over there being a 50 year old in a mask. Yeah. And then he goes, and then he said something again to where he was like, I'm glad you're watching me versus some old folks over there or whatever, something along those lines. But he basically said they were old people in masks and it, he's better. He's better than them is what he basically said.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure some of that cockiness came out. I'm sure. I mean, I actually read that it was a response to an
3: indirect statement that Corey Taylor had made about, and this is me just regurgitating what I,
0: I could be told. I, I read the same story. Yes, you're you're on the right you're on the right track.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it was a response to that. Which which to your point, is like was that a good idea? No, not at all. Especially in their fucking scene where like they are. I mean, it's Slipknot, dude. How you can talk shit to Slipknot? Yeah. Also, but also to our point, it's that thing of like, I just don't think he gives a fuck. I,
2: to be honest, like, if, if, if that's true, we're like, if Corey Taylor's saying some shit. I would have done the same fucking thing you kidding me i'm a little i'm a piece of shit okay so like i know i would have been the first one up there fucking (laughs) flipping everyone off like if i had a bigger crowd i've would been like fuck yeah i have a bigger crowd all right so
0: this is the story that i heard um and read online um and there was tweets back and forth so i kind of did a little investigating myself so this is the the situation that as i understand it um he MGK wanted Corey to do a lyric on the album. Corey did the lyric, and he sent it over. And then you know, Machine Gun was like, "Yeah, hey, um, send it back to him and ask him to do it like this." And then Corey got the you know the, the critique back from because he was using Travis Barker as a as a, like an in between guy. And you know, he heard he read the whatever the critique was that he said, um, and then Corey wrote back to Travis. You know, I, I sent over what I thought was best. And if he doesn't like it, then he can find somebody else. Yeah. And then after that happened, MGK said, no, no, fuck, that's not what happened. I told him I didn't want his ass, you know, basically like, fuck you. I I don't want him on my my record. He wanted to be on, but I said no. And okay. then...
3: I didn't even heard that story. I heard something.
0: Yeah. And then after that whole thing happened... Corey said something about, you know, in in an interview about, you know, rap artists coming over here and thinking they can do what we do and, you know, and made it like a backhanded, you know, you know, diss at him. And then that's kind of where it started. So I I don't really know, but, but here's my thing. Corey's nickname is literally other than CMFT. He's literally the great big mouth. (laughs) Why go after somebody who literally calls himself the great big mouth? <laughs> you know, that's yeah.
1: the best person to go after, that, right? It's, loud. You know gonna stir the pot.
3: it's funny, man. It's, it's, you know, I don't think there was a lie. I think there was just a, it happened and it happened. You know, why did not, and okay, actually, no, I'm not even gonna go there because that's a terrible example. But, but, point is, like, you know sometimes we just say shit and it comes out and then you know that's the one thing I will say that's interesting about the rock scene and something that I would like to like as a band try and push to change is the super gatekeeper mentality of like you know I mean rock is a sacred space it really is you know but but I think there's almost so much pride in it that at times people involved can be a little too like snobby about it like like oh you can't do this you can't bring this into this and you can't and you know it's like it's like yeah maybe because rock has had its time and it's coming back again but it's like dude that is progress like that is how we create new shit and that's how we innovate like i think we have to be open-minded in that way
0: but i think we
3: are inviting sometimes i think sometimes we are and sometimes we aren't I even had myself doing it. Even with the pop punk stuff for a while, I was a little sour about it because I was like, why is everyone doing pop punk right now? Like, ugh.
0: Yeah, but like, you know, going back to Swaco, when that's, yeah. when Paralyzed came out, you know, it made it onto the Biggins Countdown and Octane and everybody was talking about it. I mean, it was, you know, nobody gave a shit that he came from the rap, you know, genre. Because at the same time, you know, um, Swerve came out with... Uh, Papa Roach, and he was on that song as well. So they're like, oh, if Jacoby approves, then we're good. And, you know, so no big issue there. Also, I think if tomorrow, um, you know, a certain gentleman by the name of Post Malone decided to put together a metal band and put out an album, the entire genre would jump on it like fucking White on Rice and be like, fuck yeah, we've been waiting for this shit. So I That's
3: think... That's item of mine, actually, to make a punk song with Post Malone. Yeah,
0: I, but, but I, I swear to god i think he would be like everyone would like love that shit because everyone yeah. knows who he is and what he what he really like lo- he yes he's a rap artist an r&b artist but if you go back and listen to any one of his interviews on any fucking channel inside of his tour bus he's got slayer on in the background megadeth in the background the dude is a hardcore metal head who had a metal band in, a, in high school and college and he was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm going to jump over the the rap scene just because I think I can do it. And did, uh, you know,
3: did you know that he was, he had tried out, I believe, to be the guitarist. of I want to say Capture the Crown or Crown, not Crown the Empire. No, it wasn't Crown the Empire. I think it was.
0: I think it was, I think you're right there. Yeah.
3: I think it was Capture the Crown. And then they basically turned it down. And he started making his his shit. And they turned into Post Malone. Yeah. But but, uh,
0: uh, but, man, but
3: uh, to, your, to your point, yes, he is a fucking real real OG in that world. Like but, like even watch Rockstar too, like his Nirvana covers.
2: Yeah, he just played two hours straight of Nirvana. Oh, sick as fuck. Yeah, he just is who he is. I, I think that's really what it boils down to. It's like I think people love to jump on things that they feel inauthentic, and it's like is it, that's the easiest thing to jump on. It's like I feel like Post Malone is like so authentically himself he even got shit when he first came out with like what iverson they're like who the fuck is this guy and then like he's this white guy with fucking cornrows singing it's like rap song and then they like you they look into it a little bit and they're like oh wait he's just himself like this actually is who he is he's just like grungy dude that likes all this shit and like like that's really what it boils down to you know that's been always been kind of my problems like who can do it the most authentically like who you don't want to be biting on the scene and and whatever but it's like kind of growing into the whole thing of like who gives a fuck like just yeah make, you know yeah. Like,
1: well yeah, and it's like go ahead sorry just to piggyback on everything one of the coolest thing like that i realized about mgk is like he's like he paved the path for rock to come back because he did already speak to like the younger generation and then they were like he was like yo check this out and then all these other kids with like travis and like everything like also jumped on that and like made it accessible and like f- new even though it wasn't new to necessarily us per se it like reestablished that rock is sick, and like we came out a pandemic, pandemic, people just wanted to rage. Like,
2: it does help bands like us, like who are you know we're we're growing, and it's like okay now people, dude, gir- girls will come over our house and like request Turnstile. What the fuck? Yeah, like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. That wasn't happening a year ago. This fucking L.A. shoddy walking over our house, like, can you play <laughs> Turnstile? I'm like, what in tarnation? Yes, absolutely. Talking- I- yeah, like. <laughs> Like just because like oh well I heard I heard it on TikTok or like my fucking like okay it's yeah. like now cool to dress like this it's cool to be this it's cool to be with other it's like no and MGK has kind of been I found it recently this is kind of a, another aspect to it he's he's been in the scene with the emo night crowd I found that out recently like four or five years ago he was go when he he still had two more like rap albums that he was putting out but he was going to emo night doing Blink One Eight Two covers doing shit, just showing up to the Emo Night things and just about that. I, I don't know if you've been to Emo Night, but what they're doing is this really cool scene in LA and they're taking these this basically festival on the road. They're doing it. They have a Jersey one, they have a like Philly one. They, they do out. it in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, they just do it all over. But it's basically just like kind of that scene coming back they have djs djing those old songs they have bands come and play like it's literally coachella for the recovering scene kids it's fun <laughs> it's, wild. it's awesome but but basically he was a part of that like like four or five years ago and like and the dudes who created it will even tell you this. like yeah like he was pulling up and just like here and like he, he was asked it. to
1: play it for free and then he headlined a thing for yeah, free yeah yeah, he he was like, to
2: yeah 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 he's just like he's been about that whole scene so that i think I found that out. I'm like, you know, that is pretty cool. He actually has been about it. And like, I mean, fuck pop punk and that shit, that's everyone was like, I mean, we all listened to that as a kid. So it's like, it's kind of one of the things like, I mean, everybody listened to Blink-182 because it's just, that's like, that was what was happening. Green Day, it's all the same shit. Cause those the, that was the biggest band. Those were the biggest bands when we were all growing up. So it's just like, yeah, was like, yeah even if you did do hip hop, I mean, I'm a fucking, before I was in this band, I was producing pop music. You know what I mean? I've, I've produced EDM before. I've fucking done everything. It's like music is music. Just, I think that what it boils down to is be a fucking dope person. And if you're dope, <clears throat> you're dope.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I could care less about, um you know, what he did before, as far as musically goes, you know, it, it, cause if you come over, to, you know, I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper, yeah. you know, I, I'm one of those people, you know, I, I make jokes about, you know, the 500 million and 10, you know, subgenres of rock and metal. I, you know, I, I make jokes about that, but in my opinion, there's three genres of, of, of rock. You have rock and roll, then you have metal, then you have punk. That's it. You know, <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's all there needs to be. Um, but then we got all these other, like you said, gatekeepers who do this and, you know, oh, well, that's not metalcore, that's deathcore. That, that's not this, that's that. You know, it's like, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's all fucking good music, but whatever. So I I really couldn't care less that he was a rap artist before because again I'm the guy waiting for fucking Post Malone to come out with a metal album because I think it'll be fucking dope as shit. So you know I I really couldn't care. But again it it's like I just see something in him as far as the way he talks shit and the way he you know does you know does things you know that just kind of turn me off to him. You know whether I think he's a good musician or not or anything like that I think is beside the point. Um, I I just think he's Trying too hard to be something he's not, because he was never an Eminem, and he'll never be a Corey Taylor. And I think he just kind of go after these people just to, for some notoriety. And I don't like the way he's doing it. Um, but that's just me. I mean, I think he, you know, he. I think honestly, he is talented enough to stand on his own merit. And, I, and then that's where I kind of get it. Like, if he was a shitty, you know, musician and was just going after everybody just to try to give him a name, I'm like, all right, the guy's got a good point. But no, I think he's actually pretty fucking talented. And he yeah. just can't shut up. And I think that kind of turns me off to him. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, there are... and you're, and you're But you are right, though. He has kind of opened that door for some of these the people that enjoyed him as a rap artist to kind of say, oh, look, the rock is good. But at the same time, there's other people out there doing it as well. Again, Post Malone, he's all about, you know, the Nirvana covers and, you know, you know spouting off how much he loves Slayer and everything else like that. And then at the same time, Miley Cyrus. I mean, she put out basically a pop-punk album last year. Um, what was the Pink Hearts Club or Black, whatever it was called. Uh, was And I fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, and then just recently she did a, um, a cover for Metallica um, 30 year black album with uh, she did the nothing else matters with Elton fucking John, you know, and oh my God, that song is so fucking hauntingly, creepily beautiful. I, I can't fucking get enough of it. So, um, and I think Miley is another one of those that's going to jump over to the rock and metal scene and just fucking destroy um yeah. so I honestly don't like I said don't really care it's just it's it's just his mouth <laughs> I can't he just he uh, that's yeah that's that's I think that's what it boils and down to yeah.
2: and, and yeah. it's still beautiful marketing cuz we just spent an hour talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for free
0: fucking a <laughs> And I mentioned his name and everything too god damn it <laughs>
3: Yeah man, I feel you though. Shout out to, to Corey and Slipknot too though. They're fucking all amazing. I I got love for both sides. I think they're
1: yeah
0: fucking
3: fantastic artists in their own respect. They just need a cuddle. Yeah, let's all cuddle. <laughs> Who need a kiss?
0: That would be a yeah. you know I, I would wow. l- to love to have a cuddle puddle with Corey and MGK and if as long as we can have Miley Cyrus in the middle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe you could be the one to mend the feud. You know, you and Miley team yeah, up and, and just and we'll, we'll sprinkle like just oh, petals. You're fine still. It's
3: not a big deal. They're just trying. I'm so sorry to ride. interrupt.
1: I I got to run to go track bass. I'm so sorry. Is that Mommy Royal in the background? Yeah, it's Mommy Royal. Hey, can I can. I've you? heard him yeah. playing bass, and I'm just like, oh no. Ryan, oh, Ryan
3: oh, are you sexy? Come out here. <laughs> Come here. Um, my this hair. is Royal and the Serpent. Ryan. <laughs> oh, my Hi God. guys. To anybody who's watching who's new here or new to us, we've just been on the road for the last two months with this beautiful woman right here. And we've been playing music every night and just going absolutely insane. So shout out to amazing. Love these boys. She's our daddy.
1: (laughs) She is definitely daddy. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later. Derek, it was so nice seeing you. Thank you for
0: having me. Hey, no problem, dude. Have a good one. Yeah. um but uh going back yeah you're you're right i mean you know they're it's all about what you like and what you do you know what i'm saying at the end of the day you know if the fans are listening and yeah. the message is right yeah. you know and that's what i think it comes down to i mean but at the same time that's yeah we do have our feuds in the metal and rock you know side of things yeah but unless it like is Axl Rose it, it's really they you know they doesn't really get out there as much and yeah. I think this you know was a little bit too far over the edge and because again we've we said it before we're about family we're about togetherness we're about acceptance and I think you know that that kind of crossed the line there and um because we don't, we don't really hear that stuff that, in, that much in the rock side. And, okay. I, and I think that's kind of where it kind of comes from for me.
3: Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I definitely feel that. It's almost, it's interesting, this reverse psychology. I almost feel like because rock hasn't been, like rock has always been big, obviously, but in terms of just like what the pop culture spotlight's been on, I almost feel like there's been less feuds and chaos and bullshit going on in the rock world because it has been almost tucked away for the last like 10 years like i guess i'm just even thinking back to like the seed days when like escape the fate and falling in reverse were talking shit in their songs or like or like fucking he's still
0: talking shit in his songs what are you talking about exactly (laughs) 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 i was there I, I, i don't know if you guys saw it um what happened at blue ridge rock fest um there was a dude in the front row wearing a, a homemade shirt that said "Fuck ronnie radke
1: oh,
0: and dude. ronnie lost his shit like sure. he went off for like 10 minutes on this fucker i mean anything he could possibly say he did but then he, but then he was like, you know, how fucking dare you? You know, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. And da-da-da-da. he goes, you doing this in front of my eight-year-old daughter who's sitting there backstage? I'm like, you're sitting there talking shit. Like you're threatening to kick this guy's ass in front of your eight-year-old daughter, dude. And uh, it, it was like bad. And then he threatened his dad's biker gang on the guy. It was, I'm like, dude, Ronnie, calm the fuck down. I'm sitting there side stage. I'm backstage, you know, on the side watching her going, oh my fucking God. <laughs> And then I I look up and I can um, see his daughter and his girlfriend backstage, you know, and I see Paige. She actually literally goes like this. She goes, oh, no. (laughs) 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 So, again, it does happen. And Ronnie probably is the biggest mouth out there. But, uh, you know, I digress. I love his music, though.
3: (laughs) one big fucked up family it so is we
0: are. yep oh. we we but in general i've said this a hundred times and i'll say it another hundred we are happy people who love angry music
1: <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right.
0: Exactly. guys yeah, i love it yeah i, I do too it. i i really fucking do and i can't get enough of it um and <laughs> Never. yeah i can't wait for you guys to come on the east coast though i, I want to be able to see you guys live
3: Oh yeah. Oh my God. Next year. I I have a feeling we're going to start getting on the road a lot more, which I am so horny for, but when we come to the East coast, it better be a fucking party because I love it over there. We're
0: going to make it a party. Yeah. Well, I will be there front and center on that one.
2: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Mosh pits. The whole show is basically just a fucking mosh pit. It's just just throwing shit at each other. (laughs) I I, I just, I'm like, I got that. We got this video back um, from our release party and some dude had like the 360 GoPro. And like, I'm watching it. I'm like, who's this fucking dude just like, just like, looks like he's like fighting people in the crowd. And I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I like, like, who is this? I, I put my guitar down and just fucking sent it and just was like throwing kids around. Oh my God. I'm like, okay, fuck, classic. So, That's so it was the last song though. So I just, I let, I let the bass take over. <laughs>
0: That, that's allowed. You can do that.
2: I gonna mean, do the fuck I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Track <yeah>. tracks. <laughs> More tracks. Yeah, that's funny. But
0: yeah. But, um, that's, um,
2: that's us. That's our, that's our opinions.
0: <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, I had a fucking blast talking to you guys. I've been looking forward to this all week. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, when, you know, I, I said, I, you know, I first heard about you guys last week when I was driving home one day on the test drive. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is fucking pretty badass. Uh, Unfortunately for me, and and a lot of other people too, I I don't know if you guys heard the test drive, you know, the whole, all three songs. Um, Unfortunately, you guys were up, you know, in the test drive with Nonpoint too, uh, doing their cover of Dove's Cry. And I was like, so, you know, but at the same time, you guys survived it. And now it's like, I've heard your song fucking, I don't even know how many times this week in the car. Um, Uh It's been fucking phenomenal to hear. And uh, you guys are really starting to, you know, make a name for yourselves. And, uh, you know, you've got Jose Mangan's approval. So, you know, obviously you're doing something, right?
3: I, yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. We, uh, we're stoked to be here. And we can't wait to see where this shit takes us.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, like I said, when you guys come to the East Coast, I will be there front and center. And uh, moshing, you know, throwing, you know, throwing kids around too. So, <laughs>
2: I love that. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us. Seriously.
0: No, dude. Again, it's my fucking pleasure. Um, And for everybody else at home, um, again, the new EP is out now. Boys do cry. They just released a new video as well. Um, uh, Demons is out now as well. Um, Again, the track with uh, Jason Alon Butler is um, I, um, I love it. And it's a great fucking the whole thing. The whole fucking thing is just phenomenal. Go listen to boys do cry um it's a phenomenal fucking ep and i can't fucking get enough of it so guys thank you so much for coming on the show i really do appreciate it
3: thank you so yeah, much for having us real quick i'm gonna I'm give us a, give ourselves a quick plug on the socials we couldn't get our handles so it's BSD.wave, wave don't be confused <laughs> and uh
2: beauty school dropout on tiktok so hey, we're, we're big things. famous tiktokers too <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll save that one for the next 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 conversation <laughs> <laughs> Before... <laughs> But anyway, thank you so much for having us. It's been a great
3: great conversation, great energy, man. You're, you're awesome.
0: So. No, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. But all the links to their socials will be in the description of the podcast and on the video. So take a look down below and uh, click those links. Give them a follow. Find out where they're going to be next and what they got going on and you know, do all their funky shit. But um, yeah. thank you guys so much for fucking being here. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your fucking weekend. Again, guys, thank you so much for being here. And uh, for everybody else, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you all later. Peace.